Welcome to Wanda's Picks, a black arts and cultural program of the African Sisters Media Network. And that was Zion Trinity singing opening prayer to the African deity, Eshu Legba, a deity that lets us know that we always have choices. We are never victims. And so we should take a breath, pause, exercise our options, and know that we have our ancestors with us to help us make those steps which are in our best interest and not in the interest of others. Tony Morrison pieces that I am directed by Timothy Greenfield Sanders is a remarkable, wonderful film. And we are going to rebroadcast an interview we had with the director shortly, but I'm going to just give you a little, read a little bit of some of the reflections that I've had uh, about the film. And the film is currently playing in the Bay Area at the Albany Twin. So um, you want to catch it on the big screen. It is going to be uh, part of the American Masters series on KQED eventually. I'm not sure when. Um, so you'll be able to catch it on television, but you want to see it in the theater. Um, it's a film we've all been waiting for, even if we didn't know we were holding a collective breath beyond hope that it would someday be made with an all-star lineup of guests who rave and even weep over a life well-crafted like the characters that haunt and implicate a gene pool too deep to tread lightly. Timothy Greenfield Sanders' Toni Morrison pieces that I am, 2019, 120 Minutes is that work. The director shares an intimacy on screen with an artist, noble laureate, mother, daddy's girl, whom we know from the bluest eye, Sula, Song of Solomon, and Beloved to Paradise, A Mercy, and A Mercy. Some like Angela Davis, Oprah Winfrey, Walter Mosley, Sonia Sanchez, and her editor, um, Robert Adams, uh, Godlib, know her as friend. In a work that is as lovely a cinematic journey as it is a pleasure to listen to and discover more about this very private yet public figure, this may be a work Greenfield Sanders cannot top. Morrison's mother's family moved from Greenville, Alabama, to Lorraine, Ohio, where Morrison was later born. Her dad grew up in Cartersville, Georgia. 
Morrison speaks of her community as a mixed-race town where all the kids played together and the families got along. The second eldest of four, she spoke of going to Howard University and then Princeton so she could have fun, perhaps too much fun, away from her mother's watchful eye. The author's journey to New York, where she was hired at by Random House as a site, is a sight mere words cannot convey. Imagine a self-possessed Morrison with a pipe, the only woman in, a, in photos with white male colleagues that speaks volumes about Morrison's autonomy and self-assurance. In one, screen, in one scene, she learns that women editors are making less than their male counterparts. In the next, she tells her supervisor, I'm head of household just like you. Her pay is made equitable immediately. This example of Morrison's non-sexist or racial nonsense is repeated often in pieces that I am. An epic life, which makes this film even more remarkable, is the use of fine art to illustrate the journey from Jacob Lawrence's migration series to Charles White, Lorna Simpson, and Hank Willis Thomas. The work explores a writer's life and the reciprocal nature of this medium. Yeah, this is... a. Uh, Really, really wonderful work that I highly recommend. And so I am going to play the um, the really wonderful um, trailer, and then we'll jump right into the interview uh, with the director. So hold tight. And, and while you're waiting, I want to make sure that everyone knows about uh, uh, Joyce Gordon uh, Gallery Foundation is having its third annual um, Oakland Youth um, Arts Explosion on Saturday. And uh, the streets are going to be blocked off um, on Harrison, I believe. And it's going to be really, really wonderful to watch, so you don't want to miss that. So here is uh, the trailer, and we're going to jump right into the interview with uh, Timothy Greenfield Saunders. My grandfather bragged all the time that he had read the Bible, and it was illegal in his life to read. Ultimately, I knew that words have power. I wanted as many people who could hear my voice to understand the importance of her work. Get people to trust that, oh, this is something safe, and then, bam, hit them with Toni Morrison. One of them early reviews says she's got a great talent. One day she won't limit it to only writing about black people. Like really, it's limiting for her to write about black people. People began to buy Toni Morrison, and then we began to teach her. And as a consequence, they had to pay attention. You know, you're sick unto death of being labeled a black writer. I prefer it. Oh, I thought you probably oh, were no. tired of it. Well, I'm tired of people asking the question. Oh, oh yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know where this woman's energy came from to raise two kids, to bring other people of color to the party, and also write these novels. Tony was an editor at Random House. Navigating a white male world was not threatening. It wasn't even interesting. I was more interesting than they were. And I wasn't afraid to show it. Suddenly, the canon wasn't the private property of white male writers. I thrown this book across the room and then walked down the steps laughing. Like you read Tony and you cry, but you gotta laugh. Texas Bureau of Corrections banned Paradise because it might incite a riot. And I thought, 
How powerful is that? <laughs> when Toni Morrison published Beloved, it was an extraordinary turning point. We can never think about slavery in the same way. A friend of mine called me up early in the morning and said, Tony, you won the Nobel Prize. And I remember holding the phone thinking, she must be drunk. Toni Morrison's work shows us through pain all the myriad ways we can come to love. That is what she does with some words on a page. Hey, Timothy, how are you? I'm good. I think I was supposed to call you at uh, right around now, is that right? That's right. Yeah, I was um, looking for a place in my apartment that was quiet. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> that they're, they're doing some work upstairs. It's like, oh, no, this is not good. They didn't check with me first. Oh, man, your film is so marvelous. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you it is. it's such a tribute, long overdue to this fabulous woman. Long overdue. I agree with you. And yeah. I'm so happy that, wow, it took you 40 years, right? <laughs> I mean, like, really? Yeah, 38. I mean, I met Tony in 1981. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm rounding yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this is the 38th year. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amazing, right? Yeah, uh, totally amazing. And and I was just thinking as I was reading this really marvelous um, interview, um, in the press package that, um, I don't know, like, were you put on this planet to do this? Because, I mean, the way that, um, you know, it's sort of like, you know, how you met her and, and, and you know, it, in the studio and you did such a great job on capturing her image and, you know, for people of African descent, you know, that spiritual thing around spirit living right, in image. Right. And for you to be able to like, so I'm thinking, wow, and all and all those different various shots. That's your work. That's your skills. It's uh, Tony calls it strange things. Ah. Sometimes they sometimes they happen. <laughs> strange things that are unexplained. I guess maybe I was put here to do this film. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's just it's just remarkable. And then I was wondering. I mean, her. You know, the way you, you tell this great story and, you know, and I'm wondering about the title because there are so many aspects of her life that you could have zeroed in on, tone, you know, like, but but this is the story that you all tell. Well, the, you know, the title is a line from Beloved, mm-hmm. and we were searching really for a subtitle, um, and when I saw that, it was it, it, all came together kind of perfectly because it 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 relates to Nicolene Thomas's wonderful opening, where the pieces of Tony come together. It relates to the way Tony writes, in that she is, you know, and it comes in. It's not linear. She comes from many different directions, and it it also relates to the concept of the film, which is that these are the pieces of Tony Morrison. The mother, the single mother, the the editor, you know, the the teacher, and of course the great writer, the Nobel winner. 
Right, right. That's so true. You know, I think I'm going to have to go sit in my car. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can, can, I can um, hear you perfectly, by the oh, way. You sound oh, perfect, yeah. Oh, can you? Oh, I do? Oh, super, super. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. All right, because they're, they're hammering upstairs. I don't know. Do you... I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing any of that. You've got oh, noise canceling something or other. It's working. Oh, oh, cool, cool. Okay, super. Well then, um, I'll stay here then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So I was just sort of like, um, sort of jotting down questions. I, I don't know. It was as I was watching the film, um, last week. I, um, I just took so many notes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and well, it's, it's, you know, it's a really uh, dense film in that sense. Mm-hmm. There's so much to think about. You know, we we um, kind of lull you in because Tony ha- is so lo- loving, really, in the film. You know, you love her, mm-hmm. and I think that once you start to watch it, all of a sudden there's so many things to think about. Right. Yes, there are. There are. Um, I was wondering if you could uh, tell me about, you know, the tour, Toni Morrison that you know and um, and what pieces of her didn't make it into the film because, you know, we – I just love the, the uh, uh, learning about her family and, and their moving, you know, have her mother, right. you know, having to pick up the girls and, and move – you know, to Ohio, right? Uh, the, the, right, her, grand, her grandmother, yeah. Her grandmother, right, right, yeah. yeah. And then her father sounds so powerful, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those yeah. stories are, like, such, so riveting. Yeah. You know, she, she wonderfully kind of contrasts her parents in a very vivid sense of their personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the film she says, my mother took – looked at each person as an individual and she she didn't look at color or anything she just looked at them as like you know she who they were and if they were a good person or not really and her father was very very strident and different you know but for good reason i mean he had come from some you know place of horror and seen terrible things right right so definitely and then i wonder if because her father was such a strong presence in her life and and I you know I love the part you know where um you know she she talks about or you narrate how um what happened when her father passed and 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 that effect on her life I was wondering um it's not stated but I wonder if this is why she was able to function in such a male dominated um uh, uh you know, it's a very yeah it's a very interesting point you bring up and I it doesn't you know it's not specified in the film but I know from knowing her and from hearing her talk that her father was a tremendous influence on her and Mm -hmm. also he believed in her Mm -hmm. and I think from a very very early age her father uh, adored her you know and realized how brilliant she was I think this was a man who really knew you know you kind of know which when your children are special in some way that they're exceptional. I think he knew she was exceptional. Uh, and and I think that probably stayed with her her whole life, that this strength that she got early on from him. Right, right, yeah. Um, 
and that was uh, very, very conscious on my part. It was something I've never seen in the documentary where you combine those two. You either decide one way or the other, but you don't do both. But I felt that by letting Tony be the only one talking to camera, it also gives her agency and it makes it so it's Tony's story. She's the one looking at us. It, it, it becomes overwhelmingly clear that she's telling the story. Right. Yeah, yeah, it is really clear. It You know, it looks, the whole work looks like she is directing it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, which as a white male director, I'm very conscious of, you know, with my white male gaze and how I, you know, I surrounded myself with people who were, able to kind of bring voices to the pr production, to the film, and at the same time, it you know, making sure that by shooting it the way I did, Tony is really telling her story. Mm hmm Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, um, uh, you write, um, and you talk about, um, your, um, your film series on identity, the black list, the Latino right, list, right. the trans list. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was just wondering how, like, this film is like a culmination of that move and, you know, that, that series. And, like, what could be after this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, gosh, at the moment, I'm not even thinking about what what to do next. But when you look at this film and you see the 12 people in it, yeah, I mean they all deserve. All those other people deserve documentaries. Sonia Sanchez, my goodness, you know, mm, what a story mm. that is. And and Walter Mosley and, and Angela Davis and you know Farron Griffin. All these people are remarkable. So you know there's a, there's there's so many great stories out there to tell, but. The Tony one was very personal to me because she's been such an influence on all of our lives, but on my life in particular. She, you know, she was the one that got the blacklist idea. Uh, she really it morphed from an idea that she had. So uh, you know, I give her credit for for that whole series. Really, it was based on an idea that Tony had. Mm mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I could kind of imagine um, just what it was like, you know, for you to do all of your setup and like having no assistance, you know, at this first right, right. first shoot. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it's funny. Someone said to me recently, they said, "Do you remember, you know, what she was like back then?" Because it's it's you know a hell of a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I said thinking about it, and I said, I remember how confident she was as a person and that when you're a photographer you're looking at the subject you're trying to read the subject and feel like is this person nervous do i make need to make him or her feel better what do i need to do to uh to to get trust from the subject mm -hmm. and i remember with tony she she walked in smoking a pipe she was confident she was you know she was clearly like here we are let's do it you know it was it was very uh, it was remarkable. I remember that very well. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other aspect, there are so many, um, um, is the art. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh my all God, the beautiful yeah. art. Yeah. You're like, okay, so, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> and, I, and then I just think about, you know, like, I recognize, you know, Charles White, 
Kara right. Walker, right. Carrie James Marshall, Jacob Lawrence. I'm like, right. and Jacob Lawrence is like, you know, the migration series when her family's moving. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is so great. The illustration, like, yeah. let the artist yeah. illustrate this 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 story. Well, I never it's just so beautiful. Before. You know, I've never seen it in a film. Ah, it's. I, I always thought, like, why aren't we cutting to painting sometimes? Mm-hmm. It always mm-hmm. cut to a photo. Right. And, and I think that when you that what we did here was so special because it brought twenty something African American artists work into the film, which was a, which was wonderful. But it also excuse me, it also was about a feeling that these images give, not just illustration, but they were giving you a mood and an understanding of what was being said. So when we when Farrah Griffin is saying, you know, there's a whole world out there that white people don't even know about. And we cut to the Carrie James Marshall pastimes painting. What could be a better image, you know, than that, that painting? It's just a flawless piece of filmmaking in my, if I do say so myself. Yes. (laughs) 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 But But it was very, it was fun to do that, to think like, and, I, and I, I have a long history, you know, in the art world. I photographed for 20 years the art world, and I, I, oh, I have okay. seven. I have 700 portraits of artists and art dealers and critics in the art world. I have 700 portraits at the Museum of Modern Art oh. in their collection. So mm-hmm. you know, it's a very big part of my life. And I studied art history at Columbia, so okay. I know a lot about art, and mm. I know a lot of artists and. Many of them in the film are friends of mine, you know, uh, Kara Walker and mm-hmm. Lorna Simpson. And I actually photographed it, Jacob Lawrence, oh. uh, before he before he died. Oh, and, uh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So, so, you know, I have a kind of understanding of, of, of art and art history. And it, it really became a, a <clears throat> important part of the film. And it's why we had... Micheline Thomas there, you know, as well. Yeah, tell me about Micheline Thomas, um, uh, the collage. Um, but yeah, just tell me about well, Micheline Thomas in general, yeah. and yeah. Well, Micheline Thomas is a very, very important contemporary artist, and I was, I she's one of the one of the artists I did not know personally, and I pulled an Oprah, you know, I just found her phone number somehow, and I called her. <laughs> And uh, I explained what we were doing, and she said, I'm in, you know, that quickly. And I think that was the reaction of almost everyone I reached out to. Um, really, it was everyone felt that way about Tony. And and Micheline is is known for her collage work, so I thought there was a way for her to do some kind of piece for the opening based on my photographs. And we gave her... Oh gosh, you know, hundreds of images to play with, and all, every photo I'd taken of Tony, and just said, you know, go to town on this. And four months later, <laughs> we were about to show the send the film to Sundance to try and get into the festival, and I called her and I said, I need something really next by next week, and it, you know, she sent us a marvelous piece that we finessed into that opening that you see. Mm, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I remember um, um, 
when uh Toni Morrison's son passed um you know Slade and um yeah yeah, yeah. and um yeah the the film you know is is both personal and public you know yeah. uh, in in the way that it's um that is choreographed so to speak and and I just love hearing from her friends because you could say that the people that are talking about her are really like they are like they're groupies, but they're also her friends. I mean, like you know, Oprah is just so dramatic, and Sonia Sanchez, yeah. you know, when she starts crying, I start crying. It's like, oh uh, my god! And then Angela yeah, Davis, yeah. like, who knew that Toni Morrison? Yeah was the reason why we have her autobiography at 28, like we think, Alexander Davis was really 28 at one point? (laughs) (laughs) Well, look at what she was doing at 28. And then Muhammad Ali, oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, and Walter Mosley. I mean, they're all just sitting around at their kitchen table just, just sort of like just chopping it up, as they say. It is so (laughs) special. It is. Uh, you know, they're, like what you said, they're kind of Toni Morrison groupies, but they're also her friends. You know, yes, very, yes. Very, they they understand the, 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 I think it was Paula Griffin said that about Tony, she means so much to us. Mm, yes. You know, yes. and I love that line. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it was so funny, you know, to see my, um, uh, my friend, uh, my daughter's um, uh, colleague, they went to a California College of Arts and Crafts together. He got a master's. My daughter got a, a BFA. Um, Hank Willis Thomas. I'm like, Hank, you are oh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mother is a friend of mine. Deborah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Deborah's she was wonderful. Very prominent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know her work. And, yeah, she's fabulous. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that piece of his, too. And, you know, isn't that sort of perfectly placed as well, mm-hmm. that, that kind of image? I mean, what else would you go to? That's just a divine piece of art to to shoot there, to mm-hmm. show there. Right, right, yeah. And then, you know, Elizabeth Catlett. I mean, like, you know, like you got like yeah. a who's who. I mean, some people are making their appearances, you know, as spiritual beings. That's right. And, oh, and I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, definitely, you know, they're – their presence is like an ashe to to their work and their spirit and what they've done for our our people. Yeah. Um, right. Right. But it's also an ashe to Morrison, like you know, tipping their hat. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It is, and it, and it was intentional. And I'm hoping you're saying that. You know, I've watched the film many times with audiences, and mm. certain audiences just really get it. And there's always someone in there who's whispering under her breath. Or his breath is always like Elizabeth Catlett, Charles uh-huh. White. You know, <laughs> the names of, of you know, all the art. You know, mm-hmm. oh, Carrie James Marshall or something like that. <laughs> and and it's, it, I love, I love that when that happens because you know it, it's they're part of the dialectic. These these images. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how 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 long? You know, did it take you to pull it all together? I mean, of course, 38 years, but um, <laughs> this particular, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's really about five years okay. from the time I first talked to Tony and mm. asked her if she would consider it, and, and she didn't say no, which was a good sign. Right. And and then uh, finding the funding for it and, you know, 
assembling the team and and choosing the people to be in it and and then you know really two years of editing is an enormous amount of work researching mm-hmm. and yeah. finding all of this material in, in you know in high resolution and getting the licenses for it all of that is just a tremendous amount of work mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um how did you decide because i'm sure everyone you asked to talk about, uh, you know, Ms. Morrison probably said yes. So how did you end up with the select group of people? And um, and and I, I was reading, you know, that you had a Peter Sellers, um, really yeah. wonderful, um, yeah. yeah. And and um, when they when they did a tour with with that particular work, um, um, they they did a um, a symposia at uh UC Berkeley and and uh and Tony Morrison was she was coming through through Skype and and then Sellers wow. was in the, he was there as well as the um uh the African artist whose name is escaping me right now ah, I can't kick myself Yeah I know who you mean the the the, the lead of it yeah Yes uh, yes yeah um you know uh I was very careful not I tried to to not interview anyone who wouldn't make it into the film oh i think it's i think it's unfair to just interview lots of people when they give you their time and it they, their energy peter i i feel such guilt for because we have a fabulous piece on shakespeare and tony with peter sellers and we pulled it because it was an easy seven minutes to pull out of the film and i have it for the dvd extras and stuff but you know uh I tried to really just invite people who I knew I, I would include in the film in some way. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, Desdemona, that was the name of it. I remember that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah it was really yeah. amazing. And I was so excited, you know, when I thought she was going to be in the house. Because she, yeah. she had come to the Bay Area because she's a friend of um, – of the uh Marcus Brooks founders um here. Oh. Yeah, wow. yeah, and and oh, so wow. she would come and do fundraisers for them um cuz wow. I think it's yeah, I think it's the oldest black bookstore here in, in Northern California. Um Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, wow. I was trying to find Oh, Rokia Traore, that's her name. That's right. That's Yeah, from Mali. Right. Yeah, this right. it was really right. really phenomenal. Wow! Yeah, this this you know, film is. And, 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 and it's interesting. This is an aside in that little seven-minute piece. Yes. We had asked many of the people who sat for us what their favorite Morrison book was or ah. piece by Morrison. Yes. And Angela Davis said Desdemona. Ah. And isn't that fascinating? Because <laughs> you know it was. Uh, she said that when she saw the production, it was the most moving thing she'd ever seen in her whole life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. that's, that's in the DVD extra. Like, you know, it was, I wish we could have put it in the film, but there is so much that we could, that other stuff that we had that we had to make decisions. You know, as a director, you got to say, this is the length it's going to be, and mm-hmm. this is the, this is the way it's going to be structured, and I don't think there's room for that mm-hmm. or this, this or that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hard, it's a hard, uh, hard to make those choices yeah yeah and you know this this particular film you know the um the real the classic with with james um baldwin you know that film that starts with his funeral and um and then we think about the more recent film on maya angelou 
um, that's such a classic. And this film is like one of those classics before it even hit. I, <laughs> it's just like. I, I, love, I love hearing that. I have to tell you, I have to leave because I'm in a crew oh, here and I'm okay. in a place where I have to do a radio interview. Oh, sure. So no problem. I have, to, I have to get off, but I love talking to you. You really got the film and you, uh, you, your, your knowledge, your background knowledge of all this other stuff is intense. So I'm very impressed and, and I thank you for doing this. Oh, you're quite welcome. And thank you for making this film. And I'm looking forward to seeing it in the cinema when it opens on the 28th and seeing it wonderful. as a part of American Masters, you know, that, that, yeah. that wonderful series that now your film is going to be one of its members of the canon. Congratulations. That's right. Thank you very much. And we hope people will go to the movies to see it because it really is an experience to see it in theaters. You know, it, it's special that way. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, I'm going to get a yeah. party together. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. Have a good rest of the okay. day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, well, that was the uh, director of the wonderful film, Toni Morrison's Pieces That I Am. And as I mentioned you can uh, still see the film um, in the East Bay. It's at Albany Twin uh, in Albany, so you don't want to miss it. And um, Antoine Hunter's uh, deaf, um, poet, no, deaf poetry, sorry, uh, deaf dance festival is coming up in a about a week, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, um, at Dance Mission in San Francisco. And I had him on a number of times in a lot of different iterations uh, talking about the festival. And I've got, I'm not exactly certain, I've got like these different um, clips, and I'm not sure which one is which. <laughs> so I'm going to start um, a conversation with him um, when he was a part of the um, uh, the ethnic dance festival. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Maybe I should try the uh, this other. Well, let me let me just see what this is. I'm not sure because um, we don't have 30 minutes. But this says it's about 30 minutes long. Let's see. Yeah, there's an hour from the uh, ethnic dance festival, the 30 35th annual. That was um oh that was six years ago that I talked to him about that. So let's see. Um, so so Antoine. Um Hunter, tell us about your second annual um, festival, um, uh, dance performances of um, <laughs> deaf and hearing impaired um, artists and choreographers. Yeah, um, the Barrier Deaf Dance Festival, wow, just the second annual, the theme this year called Deaf Louder. Basically, we're trying to express our culture using art to be louder about the society that we live in and about uh, our experience about being deaf, you know. We have people of all, coming from all over the world, um, artists that speak different languages, like Buddhist sign language, American sign language, India sign language, and we're sharing our own culture within deaf culture, you know. But this dance festival is not only for deaf, but poet, ASL singer, rapper, comedian, actor, and so many advocates and educators will be coming out. You know, I'm just so excited because we've got London people in L.A., D.C., you know, happening all in Dance Mission Theater, you know, I guess, 8th through the 10th. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll, like, slow it down a little bit, and you can maybe give us some of the details about, you know, specifically <laughs> some of the, the the people that you're featuring. Are any of the artists um, uh, ones that were featured in last year's um, performance, or, or are they all new? We have uh, maybe a few that are returning, like, um, uh, James Taylor from Silent Mob is the Death Rapper. He'll be coming back. Mm. And we have this one group, uh, Aaliyah Cotton, who is Coda. Herself is not completely deaf, but her parents are deaf. Mm-hmm. And Coda is children of a deaf adult, you know. And for uh, the reason I accepted them because they is they are a part of their culture. They can't help it but to live the life of their people, even though they can hear. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just they adopt everything that we have. They're extra sensitive, just as we are as well. However, mm-hmm. uh, they include everything into their life, so they'll be performing. She will be doing like tap dancing and hip hop. So that would be wonderful to see her because she got so inspired from last year mm. to push her show and her dancing up another level. So we do have a few people coming back, but a lot of stars this time mm. are coming. Just like Fred Bain, he'll be coming back. Mm-hmm. He came in the Bay Area in uh, 2011, and he's definitely ready to come back. Yeah, um, yeah Fred is... Fred is from um, yes. Washington. Is that the area he's from? Washington D.C. Yes, he's, he's from Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. He is the director of National Deaf Dance Theater and Wild Dapper. Ah, uh huh. Yeah, and then um, the uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Joey Antonio. Antonio, where is he from? Oh, Joey Antonio, he's from Los Angeles, and he was on MTV, the best crew. He was one of the secret weapons to you. <laughs> yes, he'll be back doing hip-hop and breakdance, and mm. he's taking it to another level as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rosa, Rosa Lee, um, where is she from? Rosalie, she's all around. She's right now registered in uh, the barrier. Mm-hmm. She used a lot of uh, videos uh, in a theater in Los Angeles, New York. She's very well in the barrier, also very advocate for uh, deaf education. Mm-hmm. So she's really wonderful. She'll be doing uh, a little acting and dancing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is every evening different? August 8th through 10th, like August 8th is a different show from August 9th, or can people see everyone in each night? Well, August 8th through the 9th, yes, we start at 8 p.m., and that's uh, a little later, so it's not going to be the same program. However, Sunday at 4 p.m. at Family Man Team, I wanted to get the kids involved, so I made it a little bit lighter, and that will be a different program because we have some deaf children dancing with Aaliyah Cotton, 
uh, performing throughout the country and in other places. And I was wondering, did you meet these other uh, artists that you have invited to participate in the Urban Jazz Dance and, and Dance Missions, um, Deaf Louder, the second Bay Area Dance Deaf Dance Festival? Do you know them because you've met them when you've been traveling? Um, is that how you've been able to get these wonderful artists to participate in this second annual event? Well, it's really interesting history because, um, yes, I do travel a lot, and many of the people that I met were just starting their work. And we inspire each other by you know, feeding off each other. I've been doing it for quite a long time, started with Savvy Chad Dance Company and Skyline High School. And being in many years with them had trained me to be a fast professional dancer to work exceedingly, you know, to reach my dreams and all. Many people believe that I have reached my dream and they wanted to get up there. So as I travel through the state, uh, through the country, many of them said they want to do the same things that I'm doing, but in their own style, maybe like hip-hop, because I'm more like ballet, child, African, you know, but they want to get up there to perform a lot. So a lot of times, it took me seven years to try to make this happen, even though this is the second annual Seven years all together trying to make it happen to give those people what they need because many theaters sometimes really discriminate them to perform. They say sometimes, who will come to a deaf show? Who will? Will the ticket sell? What can we provide them? It will be too complicated to provide them what they need. The lighting? What? How? How do we tell them the cue? Speaker? It's supposed to be out to the audience, not to the performer. You know, where I dance mission, we are very fortunate for them to be willing to work with us. You know, because they're willing to turn the speaker around and make some adjustments for the deaf artist, where we can feel the vibration and all. And so, I call back all the people from Arizona, London and everything that finally comes to this stage. However, it's really interesting. I love it. Love people to express the way they dance, but we want to make it to the point where it's the best of the best. So during the time before the show, I would spend some time mentoring them for free. You know, for example, Death Motion, it's already here in town from London. They're here. Billy Reed and Cassie is uh, a wonderful hip-hop dancer who has just started performing for two years, just still learning how to bring their dancing to another level. And so they travel all the way out here to get the best of the best, what they say, but I'm still telling them, I'm, I'm working on mine, too. <laughs> but we're trying, you know, the thing is, uh, they're taking a mentorship with me, and so I would attend to the rehearsal, give them feedback and everything, and they love it, and I'm learning from them as well. 
and it's going to be a rocking show when it performs, you know. But this is how it works for, for making this happen. This is how, you know, uh, many people will call me to mentor them, and then I say you have to perform on this stage, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's clear. Is that clear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like you're, um, you know, you you have, you're like an elder in uh, in the deaf dance community. I mean, you're not old, but you're an elder because you started really young. I mean, you know, you've been doing this professionally since you were in high school, and and so and you are. I mean, you 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 have a real breadth of experience um, as as a performer and also as an activist. And I was wondering, um, are you still? Um, I know you you have some leadership roles in some of the. Uh, uh, deaf um, organizations, uh, community organizations, and I was wondering. Um, I don't remember the name of the organization. I'm looking through through emails to see, but I can't find it just yet. Um, uh, are you are you still president of the Bay Area Black Deaf Advocates? According to National Black Deaf Advocate, I'm still the president of the Barry Black Deaf Advocate. And yes, I'm doing a lot. I'm trying to finish up my term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few more months left. Okay. Um, but I'm also just involved with many deaf advocate communities, just like CAD uh, with California Association of Deaf and. Uh, Deaf Hope, Deaf Hope is related to Deaf victims who've been raped or abused. We advocate them to to support their voice. Cause a lot of times, uh, sometimes police that don't believe them and they just say, "Oh, that was you because you're deaf," you know. And so we want to make sure their voice is heard and protects our community. So yeah, I'm still involved in those. I can't pull myself away from the politician area of community, uh, supporting our community. At the same time, I love art to express our love for the people and heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you, um, you are um, co-founder and former artistic director of the Iron Tri-Angel Urban Ballet. Oh, I am trying to go open ballet. I am trying to go open ballet. Yeah, I really miss them. <laughs> <laughs> the young people, I really miss them. Yeah, I just thought, you know, in Richmond that each kid would have their own pre-professional dance company so that they can get ready to be professional. I just feel I was growing up. I missed a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Oakland, we have a lot. But sometimes some of our great teachers leave, so we we forget the old tradition sometimes. And I knew that I missed a lot from being down, so I wanted to make sure that I get back, you know, make sure they don't miss it. Because I remember seeing people will fold their arms in New York. Uh, dance class, and the teacher was throwing them out, you know. But I was never taught that here. And so I had to tell them, no, don't fold your arms, you know, because it means uh, that you're better than the teacher, 
or things like that. And those are the forgotten traditions sometimes. You know, we want to give respect to all those who made a path for us, you know. So I love I trying to urban ballet and from East Bay Center to performing art. I just really went back to teach there. They're oh, okay. still amazing. Oh, yeah. Where else are you teaching? I'm also teaching at Charlie Anderson. That's open to public. I'm mostly teaching at 13 different locations. 13? You know, oh, my goodness. Really, really busy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 13 different locations. Man, wow, that's amazing. So how, how are you able to have the Urban Jazz Dance Company, and what are you all doing um, at the uh, the festival next weekend? How am I able to put that together? That yeah, was yeah. My goodness. 13 places? That's more than seven days. So, like, wow, how do you do that and have a company <laughs> and prepare for this festival? <laughs> and also, you know, choreograph new work, because oh. I'm sure you're you're going to be uh, sharing new work with us, right? <laughs> well, I do have somebody to do some new work. But, unfortunately, um, these wonderful studios have been very, very flexible and strict as well to make my art still grow. Um, but not every day I will teach all 13 locations. Some on Monday, <laughs> some on Thursday, you know. <laughs> and that's just a little bit, no time to eat, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, it's been really, really amazing. Um to really support my work. I'm, I, all I can say, I'm really blessed, it, you know. Um, I just, what they give me, I try to give it back. For example, Death Motion from London, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're giving me the talent. They're coming here, learning, and it's the honor to, you know, mentor them. That's given me a lot of blessing. And so within a few weeks, I will go back. To, I would go to London with them mm. and continue supporting their work for 10 days and then come right back, you know. While I'm gone, I would just have to call up a really wonderful uh, local teacher to substitute for me, you know, so just for that 10 days and come back working twice as hard, you know. It's not really easy trying to do what you do, but... It could be very overwhelming to the point to say, how did I get here? And do will I still have energies tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I keep looking around and say, who else will do it? You know, I'm just really blessed that my mom has always believed in me, and my Oakland people are still cheering me on. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm really, really blessed that I don't. I keep on thinking the same thing. How do I have time to do all of this? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a miracle, really, the strength coming from above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, the piece that um, that you did with um, Zako, um, you know, about the uh, the brothers who are incarcerated and um, and and then you know being killed, you know, in prison, um, you know, by, you know, executed or, or just, you know, from just being in, in that sort of a unsafe 
and in human uh, environment, gosh, that was that was really powerful as a part of the um, black choreographers here and now, and then later on uh, at Zako Studios. Um, what is it? What was it called? Um, uh, that piece was called "Dying While Black and Brown," and unfortunately, you're not going to be able to hear the rest of that interview with Antoine Hunter. Uh, recorded a number of years ago about uh, Bay Area um, International Deaf Dance Festival, which, again, is coming up next week, August 9th through 11th. Is it next week? Yeah, I think so. Wow, August is here, and we're in the first week of it already next week. Um, And it's Friday through Saturday, 7.30 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. at Dance Mission Theater, uh, 3316-24th Street. And um, you can get tickets um, through brownpapertickets.com. And you can also visit realurbanjazzdance.com for more information. And featured are um, really a lot of awesome folks. Um, and so hopefully we're going to try to get Antoine on Friday on the show live to be able to talk about this year. But we are so excited to have Regina Evans and Rashida Chase joining us to talk about 52 letters um, written and performed by Regina with vocals by Rashida. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? And so you're, oh, I'm good. I'm good. So Ubuntu um, Theater Project is uh, having you mount your 52 letters um, Wow, which which iteration is this for you, Regina? Because um, I remember, Ugh. gosh, it's been a lot of years since you wrote this. <laughs> it has been. Um, so I I wrote it. Well, I started writing it in 2010, and I performed it for the mm-hmm. first time at, in 2013 at the San Francisco Fringe Festival. And mm-hmm. so I think it has had numerous I. I I can't even put a number figure on it, but I know it has morphed and changed since 2013. Um, I've tried. It seems like every time I do it, it kind of shifts shifts a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I've done it the same any one time. The basis of it right, is the right. same, but it always mm-hmm. there's something different because the message that I'm trying to get out is all. It always seems to shift. There's always something right. added to it. Yeah. Like for this one, I feel right? like I'm calling. Call, huh? Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the yep. display is not, you know, like you can't like put it in a drawer because it's history. It's like, no, it's not history. <laughs> right. It's present. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And I've tried to put it away, but it keeps coming out. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. These those babies, you know, those children that you you yeah. talk about, they keep on yeah. saying, "Oh no, 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 Mm-mm, no." Yeah, we we're yep. not ready to retire yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I tried yeah. to put it away last yeah. year, and I couldn't. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's gonna be um your your um opening um. This this Friday, August second, and you have a nice yep. long run. Usually, you know, sometimes, yes. you know, people have to catch it in a couple of days, but this time, you know, <laughs> yes. August second through twenty third, and then each 
um, performance, you have these great um, speakers that are that people because it's yeah. not the kind of play that you want to go home, you want to process with people. So mm-hmm. you know, and, and put it in some context. So wow, your um, you know, the list of speakers is really phenomenal. And then I don't yes. remember, Rashida, um, have you been singing, um, accompanying um, Regina in this work, or is this something new for the Ubuntu production? Rashida, can't hear you. Oh, Rashida, she hasn't joined us yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Unless she's all right. Yeah, she hasn't joined us. Okay. Okay. Well, um, maybe you could text her or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now you you can you can answer the question, Regina. <laughs> okay. So um, this is so um, fifty two letters was part of the um, a residency. Um, it's uh, mm. a residency between Naka Dance Theater and Eastside Arts Alliance called um, Layer Residency oh. Live Arts and Resistance. Um, mm. And mm-hmm. so I I was able to do that, and Rashida um, joined me for that those performances. And like that, it, there are people who have seen Fifty Two Letters. will just come back, and so they've seen a lot of different iterations. And everyone mm-hmm. came up and was like, "You have got to have her sing like from now on," because she carries uh-huh. such an ancestral spirit within her, and mm-hmm. it shifted the it shifted it to a, a whole different level. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so this will be the second one. Oh yeah. wow! Well, oh, I missed you with Naka. I love Naka's work. Oh, just, yeah. wow! Yeah, no, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it um, at the Fringe. Um, mm-hmm. I I've seen it like a lot of times, um, and I remember seeing it at um, I don't know what the program was, but it was at um, East Oakland Youth Development Center. Uh, it was a whole afternoon or day of just sort of looking at um, oh, human right. trafficking, and mm-hmm. um, yep. and I think I've seen I think I've seen it I think I've seen it about four or five times um, in different settings, yep. um, like excerpts yeah. or the whole thing, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I miss with I missed the one with Rashida. Wow. Yeah. That's that. Oh, wow, to have boy. to have like somebody there with you because you're usually by yes. yourself, you know. With yes. um, and and so to have have that kind of support, you know, visceral kind, because you know the songs probably really hit us, you know, in a different yes. kind of way. Yeah, right. Wow. Because I use um, wow. uh, recorded music. I have I've had uh, a couple of singers, but Rashida mm-hmm. just. You know how you're just waiting for that right person? Because when I, when I mm-hmm. wrote it, I wrote it as a one-woman play, but I had always envisioned a singer and a dancer mm-hmm. to go oh, along okay. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so. You, you had, you've had dancers, right? I haven't yet. Or, you haven't? Oh, you haven't yet? Oh, really? So, so then, so we hear another iteration then. <laughs> So yes. you have the singer. And I, and okay. I think I just 
Mountain the Dancer. She's actually choreographed. Oh. I'm going to do like movement oh, I in think this. This might be Rashida. Let's see. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She just oh. texted me back. She's, oh, uh, it yeah. is me. Good morning, Rashida. Is that you? Good morning. It's me. Good morning. Hi, ah, Rashida. yeah, super. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, so um, Regina was um was sharing uh her her vision um that she sees a dancer. So continue your what you were saying, uh, Regina, and then we'll um we'll talk more about about you and Rashida together telling this story, and we'll let yeah. you all talk about like what is this story? Fifty two letters because we haven't even like. <laughs> yes. Let our audience mm-hmm. know, like, what is this about? 52 letters. Hmm. <laughs> right. No, so, I just... So go ahead, like, Regina. Eventually, uh-huh. eventually it'll have, like, a dancer who'll just do some um, movement, um, like, interpretive dance. So mm-hmm. that's coming up at some time. Um, it might take a mm-hmm. while, but it's pretty. I think I found someone, I think. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Rashida, um, Chase, tell us tell us about um, you know, how how you came to, to meet Regina Evans and um and together with her, you know, want to 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 share this story, um, in, in the form of letters, fifty two letters, and then as you maybe talk about how you came to know um Regina and this work, maybe you could tell our audience what is this about and Sort of how how did you choreograph it? You know, with the music, um, did you make the suggestions? Did you all come up with the songs together? Uh, is it prov- mm-hmm. improvisational? Um, is it? Yeah, just talk a little bit about about your work with Regina. Okay, uh, well, Regina met Regina. I met a few years ago. Uh, we had we know a lot of the same people. So people had been saying mm-hmm. to me for two or three years, you need, have you met Regina yet? And I was like, no, I haven't met her yet. <laughs> but you got to meet Regina. She'll, she'll love you. You'll love each other. I'm like, okay. You know, but nobody ever made it happen. And then I, um, my sister actually performed Ocean Femi Wambi and Jerry performed at her store. And so that was the first time I got to meet her, but it was, in passing, you know, it was kind of like, hi, how are you? I'm singing background for my sister, and that was kind of it. And then um, we met another, we actually got to meet and talk at this human rights training that we were doing through um, a nonprofit called The World As It Could Be. And so mm-hmm. we actually got to talk and get to know each other at that point. It was about, what was that, two years ago now? Yep, yep. Um, and so... <clears throat> She she got sick, so it was supposed to be a three day institute, and she <laughs> yeah. got sick after the first day. And I was like, "Where's Regina? Oh my god! Like I finally got to meet her, and now I don't get to you know <laughs> hang out with her." And so they were like, "Oh, she she had an asthma attack, and and I made mm. this tea that um that really helps with respiratory issues." And so I had told her about it, and I was like, "I'm gonna bring you some." So I brought her some tea. And then it's basically been kind of on and popping since then. We just, <laughs> yeah. so then I, you know, then I just started dropping by the store and we would just talk and we always talk for hours and just about everything. And um, she told me about the play <clears throat> probably a year ago and was like, yeah, you know, I do this, uh, this one woman show and it's really awesome. You know, she wanted me to come and initially it was just, you know, she had invited me to come to see it. 
and and then she said, you at some point she said, you know, I would really like for you to sing some of the song, you know, sing the songs. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, well, of course, it's you, of course, I'll do it. And um, so I didn't really get to experience the entire thing until we were in rehearsals, and so I didn't really <laughs> understand what it was at first and I was like oh this is very intense um but um and you know something that I think gets kind of a topic matter that gets brushed to the side a lot and people just are able to ignore it because it's not in their daily life and so um as far as the topic matter is concerned it's about human trafficking and and young people who are in the sex trafficking business and um, you know, it was, for me, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is way deeper than I thought it was going to be. So Regina already had songs in mind, and mm. I actually knew almost all of them. There was only one song that I didn't know. Um, mm. And so I was like, well, that's perfect, because, I, you know, I, I don't have to learn a bunch of stuff, which is great. Um, but even, <laughs> you know. In any case, you know, that's that's what I have to do is learn music all the time. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like mm-hmm. it was a big deal, but it was just like, oh, this is, there was a lot of synchronicity at the time when um, mm-hmm. she asked me mm-hmm. to do it. And so it was, I mean, of course, it's an honor. Like, Regina is a legend in the community. So to oh even be a part of it, for her to ask me to do it was just, I was really humbled and just like, okay, this is you know, this is really big for me. Um, and to be able to assist in raising awareness in in this way, in a way that, you know, is meaningful to me in a lot of ways as a musician is really powerful. So I'm just excited to be a part of a part of fifty two letters and that she asked me to do it because <laughs> she could have but there's a lot of really talented singers in the Bay Area and, you know, of all the people here, she asked me to do it. So just happy to be a part of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've actually seen you perform um, at the, um, uh, one of the uh, uh, Orisha uh, conferences um, put on by your brother-in-law and your, and your sister. Yeah. And you and your sister and your mother performed together um, a few years ago. And that was like mm-hmm. the first one, and that was really, really awesome. Oh, wow, wow, really nice. Yeah. nice. Good to be speaking to you. You are, I love your voice. Ah, oh, wow. Oh, right. Thank you yeah. so much. Yes. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. So, what what are the songs, uh, Regina, that um, that you um, and uh, you know Rashida, you know both both knew, um, <laughs> and except for the one that she she you know that was new to her her repertoire. Um. Uh, sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Um, mm-hmm. and then um, I've been in the storm too long, and mm-hmm. uh, I think was that the one that was new to you, Rashida? No, no, it was the it was oh. River Rise that was the new. Song. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're and we're not doing that in this iteration. Um, yeah, been in the storm too long, and then wait in the water. Wait in the water, oh freedom, mm-hmm. and then the third one mm-hmm. is oh precious Lord. So they're mm-hmm. all spiritual. Yeah. 
Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and which, which what is the yeah. one that you're not going to be doing this time? Um, River Rise by India Ari. Yeah. We did oh, that in the last wow. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just it's oh. like when I envisioned it, it was just all like pulling from, you know, the, the, those ancestral um, words and sounds and and songs. So I just went back to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, wow. And yeah, that, like, and... Sings and so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I, like, literally just want to stop and watch her sing. Because I view her like it's weird because I view her the same way. Like for me, like whenever I hang out with her, I'm like, oh my god, I'm hanging out with a legend. You know, I like hang out with Rashida, Rashida Chase. You know, Rashida Chase is in my show. You guys, you know. So I feel like the same way. Oh, that's so awesome! It's such an honor to have her. Like be involved, like I want to pinch myself, like and be like, "Oh my god, oh. is this real?" But yeah, so I'm just because she's just an awesome person, and to be able to, like, you can feel it. Like you'll see when you um come, you'll you'll see. It's I can't even really explain it, but it just lifts it to a completely different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so Regina, what what um. You know why fifty-two letters, and and what, you know what what um sort of called you to to write this particular piece um, mm-hmm. um yeah that um sort of speaks to you know sort of the issue of um of uh, uh child child sexual trafficking um mm-hmm. and and then and then you've got you know these these warriors you know that are rescuing you know, these children and providing sanctuary mm-hmm. for these children. And then mm-hmm. and then we, we add to, you know, sort of the complexity of this issue, we add to it, you know, sort of the legal abduction of children, which is happening mm-hmm. now with mm-hmm. these children that are, um, you know, that are immigrants and they're getting separated from their parents, they're being abducted, you know, a lot of them are still not with their families. I mean, this is really horrific. Mhm. Yep. Um mm-hmm. so what led me to actually like to write it is because like when you talk to when you talk to um the beloved community Americans we always think that like what you hear the most is it's happening over there. Like it's not mm-hmm. happening here mm-hmm. with our own girls and our own boys. And so wherever you are not placing an emphasis on with trafficking, that's where it flourishes. And trafficking hits um, brown and black girls exponentially. Like they are just raped with impunity. And nobody, well, I won't say nobody, but the beloved community as a whole is not talking about it. You, you hear more about it now. Um, but there wasn't an emphasis on domestic and, and I'll give you an example. So the government put the state department puts out a tip report, which is trafficking in person. Now this Mm -hmm. is our state, our state department. It didn't even include the United States. We did it. It didn't even include us. It didn't include the United States. 
so they looked at every other nation except for except for the United States, which is ridiculous. And in 2010, that was the first time that they included the United States and what was going on domestically in the report. So mm, the report gives wow. like a, a yes, that's and that so that'll give you an indication of how much of an emphasis is not placed on our girls and our boys that are born in this land being trafficked. And and that and so I was just infuriated and cuz you could just see it. You, I mean, you could we could see the tip of the iceberg, you know, when you go to the track of the blade, you see you know, these young girls and boys stand just standing there. And so it's obviously happening. And um and so I just, I actually, I got very angry. I met um, uh, Sarai Mazariegos, who was at the time the um, student coordinator for Dreamcatchers, and I was doing a class there, doing a creative writing class. And if you know Sarai, she will light your fire, right? She's very mm-hmm. uh, straightforward, very knowledgeable. And so I determined at that point that I was going to do something. And I and I know how to write. I'm a poet, and so I just started writing a play. And then I was oh. like, "Oh, I need to learn how to how to do theater." That's how I met you. I was at Central Works. I um, right. got hired at Central Works because I needed to know how the backstage worked, so I could actually mm-hmm. put a play into on stage. Because I was like, "I'm going to write a play," and I was like, "Oh, I need to figure out how actually plays actually <laughs> are mounted." So. Yeah, so I was at Central Works for like three years. But that's mm-hmm. how I started. I just I got angry, and then I wanted to tell uh, the story. And so I just kind of uh, mm-hmm. mixed it in with my story, and um, it's a poetic bearing of witness composite of a lot of different stories. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I don't I don't know if if um, uh, when um, the uh, the current um, district attorney for Alameda County, um, back when she first started, um, and mm-hmm. um, and then Assembly person um, uh, Sandra Swanson, he yeah. he um, he changed some legislation around because um, uh, what would happen is the children that are being trafficked were being um, uh, criminalized, and so he. Yeah. He uh, he um he yeah, he changed the um the leg- he changed the law around that so that the children yeah. wouldn't be uh, criminalized. The yeah. adults would so, be the ones that and that and, and, and that then, came, um, but that came under the impetus mm-hmm. of of Nola Brantley and Sarai okay. Mazariegos, who mm-hmm. who started Missy because Missy was the first organization anti-traffic mm-hmm. organization in Oakland. And so they right. were running upon, like, you know, girls being arrested, girls being arrested. So they they pushed that narrative. That's how it, how it first mm-hmm. started. It started with survivor right. leaders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and I remember it was like, um, it was a, uh, it was like a good Friday that it happened. It was right in front of Oakland City Hall. And, um, and and we all at the end it ended in like a candlelight vigil <clears throat> mm-hmm. because because there's a there's a there was a campaign that happened after that not same 
period. Um, but I've, I've been sort of like following this for a long time. And, and we were supposed to like put, put a green porch light on our porch and turn it on so that a child oh. who was in, in distress would know Ooh. that this was a house where you could get help. Remember what? that? No. Yeah. We need to do that. Okay. Yeah, Shoot. yeah. It was a part. It was a play that was um uh, that was um a part of a um, back when Patton College um was. Oh, I don't okay. think they're around anymore. But yeah, someone no. did a play, and it was around um uh human trafficking. And and this wow. was and I don't I don't think she created it, but yeah, and they gave us they gave us these 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 green lights to put to put on you know to screw into our um you know our porches so that we could turn them on. Oh Cause, you my know, Because I remember how because my daughter uh, my my younger daughter when she was a teenager when she was in high school, um, uh, Youth Outlook uh, that that magazine. And now it's online, but they did a series on, you know, um, uh, human trafficking, sexual mm-hmm. trafficking of young people, because East Fourteenth mm-hmm. was the strip, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's still mm-hmm. the strip, but yep. it might still be the strip. And I it mean, is. like they, she took pictures. They, I think they just they staked it out for like I don't know all day, and she just took pictures of of transactions. And then, the, and mm-hmm. then the writer wrote the story. It was crazy, like the frequency and the amount of children. Yes. And yes. then some of the guys who were like pimping these girls were on bicycles. Like what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Bicycles, like really? Yep. Mhm. Yeah. They're still on bicycles, and the track is still mm. the same, but it's pushed mm. back to include East Fifteenth. I think mm-hmm. as that construction comes down um, international, yeah. So, uh, so there's now like East 15, because um, mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of complaints from residents and churches um, about the activity. So, mm-hmm. um, I would like the churches to open their doors and not complain, yeah. but to open their doors, mm-hmm. which would be amazing. So, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they have concerns about the the activity that's going on. So I have talked to a couple of people, and I just recently talked to um, Council Member uh, Kaplan's um, chief of staff about how mm-hmm. how can we get the churches in that area and some of the residents to actually do something positive for the girls. Um, mm-hmm. and boys to, like, open the doors. Because I always say, you know, churches, they have kitchens, they have bathrooms, they have extra rooms. Most time they're not open during the week. So you have, like, you are a sanctuary, like, literally. So mm-hmm. so be that. And how do, how do we work that out with them? Um, like, I know Allen Temple, they do that. In the, mm-hmm. in the 80s, because the track yeah. does go all the way down to the 80s. And they have, like, a – they do this whole thing with, um, like, I mean, it's beautiful. They I think they do showers. They do um, giveaways, food, clothes, like, nails, hair, like, everything. It's called um, – it's by the Allen Temple Street Disciples, and it's a program called – I think it's called Sister to Sister. 
Oh, and nice. so they, yeah, yeah, they open their doors. And that, that, I think that model could be like uh, recreated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if you, if you could talk about, um, uh, cause I'm thinking 52 letters, there are 52 weeks in a year. Um, mm-hmm. wondering if there was a connection and, and, you know, the connection between, um, you know, sexual trafficking and, um, and, and the, you know, abol- the enslavement of our people. Cause you have these Negro spirituals, which, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure was intentional. <laughs> so you're yes. connecting it. Yes. Yeah. And and yeah. and then and then um, I wanted to ask you, uh, Rashida, if you could maybe sing a little bit of something for us Ooh. on the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay! Um, I did fifty. So I I named well when I titled it fifty two letters. I I just I like I heard it in my spirit. And I didn't question it. I was like, okay, that's the title. But as I began to pray about it, like for me, my letters are my greatest weapon and my greatest fortress. And so there's like 26 letters in the alphabet. So I just, in my head, is that right? Yeah. I just kind of curved those and then added another layer and that's a circle. And, And that's a fortress. And to me, that's what 52 letters is. Like when I'm on the stage and I'm speaking out letters and words, it's a fortress. I'm trying to fortress the babies and trying to fortress them with calling for the community to help them. And that's how it mm-hmm. came to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then after I see that, I wanted to ask you to share something, uh, Regina, from from 52 letters and then um, I wanted you maybe you both to to close you know sort of reflecting on the work and and I don't know I just don't know how you can do it evening after evening because it's it's hard to it's hard to be in the audience I don't know how it is you know to like actually (laughs) be the one doing it and uh, yeah yeah, and yeah that's like (laughs) you know what I really like that you give us something to do Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's prayer, God, and spirit. Because I wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. Ancestors, mm-hmm. I just there's no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want to do the opening? So I could do motherless child, and then you could do the opening. Uh, I think I'm gonna do the just the three things for sing to her the things of beauty. And then go into into which and then, song? Um, you you could do whichever song. Okay. Uh, you could do Motherless Child. Okay, I'll do yeah. that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a mother child. Sometimes I feel like a mother child. 
a long way from home, a long way from home. Okay, go ahead, Gina. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm just having a moment with your voice. <laughs> so um, this, this part is the last part of uh, um, Act 3, which is basically an instruction um, to a direct instruction to the audience on how to care for our children. Mm-hmm. And this is the end part. Sing to her the things of beauty until her wounds are finally bound by the kiss of life and weeping no longer remembers her name. Walk by her side and give her hope until she is the sound of the dream, beauty in motion, faith in bloom, and the rise of justice as it springs forth. Hold her hand to quiet her fears until she is able to wear a crown of beauty instead of ashes, to bask inside the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and to dance inside a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And if you do these things, then she will know that life has not forgotten her, that it has heard her cry and felt her tears. And she will begin to believe that she will not die, but she will live, live. And all because you dare to learn a deeply simple message of love for the sake of you, for the sake of you, and for the saving of all that she was ever created to be, wade in the water for your children. Wade in the water. Mm. And then that's it. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Didn't, didn't you take this to the UN? Um or something? You went. I yeah, I was a. I took. So I was a delegate and a speaker for the UN Commission on the Status of Women in 2017. And so mm-hmm. um, I did. I did do part of um, 52 letters. I did a couple pieces from it. So I did a speech and then I. Um, started and ended it with pieces from 52 letters and then I took um, a ritual troupe who also performed as well yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah so what does that mean um, you said that um, tell, me, tell me again the the name or the title of like what you were called to present I mean like your your title tell, say that again I didn't jot it down fast enough uh, when oh, we presented the to the UN. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a I was um a delegate, a delegate, delegate, delegate uh-huh. uh-huh, for mm-hmm. the UN Commission on the Status of Women, um, in okay. 2017. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a trip. Yeah. They do it mm-hmm. every they do it every year, and that year. Um, they did it all on human trafficking, so they pick uh, oh. a theme, and so um, and so then you have panels, and you have NGOs um, who uh, do a panel or a couple panels, and so I went with Pathways of Peace, so I was chosen mm-hmm. to speak on their panel, and then they chose me to be a delegate. Mm-hmm. 
as well. Okay. Which is great. So how was that? Mm-hmm. It was a very interesting experience. Uh, I don't really talk about it a lot because it was it was painful. I had a very painful experience. Uh, as a as a black survivor, like when I got back there, um, I got a call the night before, and the, the whole panel was white. I got a call from the head of the panel saying, we don't have a seat for you at the panel, so you're going to speak first, and then you have to go sit in the audience. Oh, and I was were like, serious? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just oh. so stunned. I, I, I was like, what? And so, yeah. Hmm. That's what they did. I was the only black person on the panel and the only survivor on the panel. And there are some mm-hmm. some organizations who had two people. Nobody gave me their seat. And I mm. just think I was, like, in shock because I didn't question it or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't often mm. talk about it, but I'm glad I had the experience. And then, of course, everybody mm-hmm. tried to apologize later. But, you know, the damage was done. But that's how black totally. survivors are are treated. That's why I have my own stuff. So they mm-hmm. want to reference you and you know, but they don't want you to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so it was one right. of those experiences. Yeah. But I'm glad I had the experience because there are other beautiful things that happened, but that yeah. So I don't really talk about it a lot, but yeah, it was painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and you you said a few times that you're a survivor. So what what does that mean mm-hmm. that you're a survivor? And um, cause I know your story is in there too, and you shared mm-hmm. your story because we we've had lots of conversations. I think this might yeah. be number three, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a survivor but, um, of trafficking. I talk. I used mm-hmm. to talk about it a lot, and then one day I was like, you know what? I am so tired of myself. Like, I'm not. And I mm-hmm. talk about this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And so I actually prayed. I was like, God, give me a platform so that I can just say my whole story one time. And that's going to be the last mm-hmm. time that I do it from beginning to end. And literally the next day or the next week, the San Francisco Chronicle called and said, can we do a story on you? I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it ended up they did a story on my store, which and my whole uh mm-hmm story with a really wonderful reporter she she didn't just come out and ask me questions she came over to the store like several times and spent like numerous hours and she actually wrote a real a very beautiful piece which ended up being on the front page of the business section of the chronicle and so it's Mm -hmm. there there's my story so I was like there's my platform now I'm done boom (laughs) so yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, so tell us, tell our audience again about um, about uh, fifty two letters is going to be at as a part of Ubuntu um, uh, Theater Company um, uh, season, a theater project season, and um, yeah, 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 and it starts on August second and continues through the twenty third. And you've got like so many people that are going to be presenting at each and every performance. Is there an intermission yes. or there is? Okay. Nope. Okay. No. No. There's no Me or she to just okay. go straight through it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it actually goes to the twenty it goes through the twenty fifth. And then uh, oh, we do okay. like a Oh so the card is wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, um, the, okay. Uh-huh. 
Um, it's the 25th. Good. Um, the, Two more days. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we do a cooling down period afterwards. So like a communion, mm-hmm. doing a communion kind of thing afterwards before we start the talk back. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anything people should do to prepare? And who who um, uh, who is the audience? I've been, uh, I haven't been like that pointed in my prayers this time. I, it's weird because like last time we had like a lot of men come. I just, I think mm-hmm. general, I think the audience this time is going to be kind of, uh, it feels like it's going to be more like a, a tapestry. Um, but mm-hmm. what we're trying to do with it is call in the community so that they can heal so that then the community call, call in the babies. Because I think one of the reasons why we don't have so many soldiers on the field is because people are carrying their own hurts and pains. And so those people need to kind of reckon with their own own um, trauma and stuff. So, um, so we're also, because invariably it's the conversation ends up being about people's pains as well. It happens mm-hmm. at every performance. And so we're just going to try to hold people in that as well. Um, From beginning to end, there's a pre-talk about, um, because it does, you've seen it, you know, carries like huge waves of sorrow and grief and just Mm -hmm. looking after their own hearts and people, it's okay for people to to get up and leave if they need to. Um, I'm doing an altar. There are going to be healers there every night. Um, and then we're going to do kind of a communal um, time of um, wine and bread and cheese and that I'm placing on the auction block. Um, You're placing so on the auction kind of, block? Because mm-hmm, I do the performance on this auction block, but so I'm also going to oh, okay. have the, the communion stuff on. I'm going to place it on the auction block so people can stand around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, the references to our ancestors are, like, very um, direct. Very, yes. Mm -hmm. Very direct. Yeah, yeah. Are you still writing writing that play that you have been working on for a minute that was commissioned Uh by, um, okay, Theater First, I think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I pulled it, like, a couple months before it was going on stage. And I still would like to see it. Um, it's so magical. It's just, I think it's actually a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every time I read it, I'm like, this is a movie. And so I have no mm-hmm. idea how to get that from where it is now to making it into a movie. So I'm just like letting it sit with the ancestors and God and spirit and see where it wants to be. But it's it's finished. I can send it to mm. you to read if you want to read it. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's actually, it's like it's. I don't know. It's it's very special to me. So I just I just put it aside because it has to have its right place mm-hmm. and the right hands on it oh. and stuff. So oh, yeah. yeah, I would love to read it. Ah, yeah, yeah I would love to read it. Mm, okay, thank you. Yeah, and um, wow, uh, Rashida. Um, any any um 
you know, sort of closing thoughts around around the work and and your, you know, your artistic uh, and spiritual contribution to um, to enlivening, you know, um, the message, the text, you know, um, with mm-hmm. you know this really your beautiful voice. Um, um, I think that for me. <clears throat> This being my second time doing it and and having experienced it the first time, it's now I feel kind of like the music is a reprieve for people in the middle of mm-hmm. all of this intensity, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot that's coming at people <laughs> for the, mm-hmm. you know, for the entire play. And so I feel like it's the songs give people kind of a break and also brings in something familiar. Most people have heard these songs at some point, you know. I grew up mm-hmm. singing these songs. So for me, um, this has been, this happening now is, is, is so interesting. I was sharing with Regina, a mutual friend of ours, Ellen, actually the woman who, uh, was the artistic director for the human rights program that we met at. She mm-hmm. was the director of a play, the very first play that I was in 30 years ago when I was nine years old. <laughs> you mean Ellen so, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. so she she directed the first play that I was in called The Sanctified Church, which um, wow. I played a young Zora Neale Hurston, and Louisa Teach mm. played adult Zora. And so oh. a few weeks ago, Ellen posted a picture of me when I was nine and a picture of me now while I was performing and, mm-hmm. you know, said, you know, time traveling, Rashida Chase, the Sanctified Church, 1989. And it mm-hmm. was just like, wow, that was, it was 30 years ago, you know, when I first mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. in theater. And now here I am 30 years later with a friend of the woman who got me started in theater <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, doing this work for the girls girls in my city, you know. And um, mm-hmm. anybody who knows me knows how much I love my city and the work that I do um, to really, like, raise the consciousness about the value of artists and the important of art, importance of artists in our community and why, you know, we need to preserve and uh, maintain our culture here in Oakland, particularly. And mm-hmm. um, so, for me, this is—it's just—it's very timely, and I'm just excited. And it's going to be interesting to see. You know, there are a lot of calls to action right now, and I feel like this is something that's really important. And everything is kind of converging to actually create some change and make some things happen. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for this. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, congratulations, um, you know, Regina, for, um, you know, getting getting this run of this really important Thank work. You. And, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, you're quite welcome. And, and Rashida, you know, to, to add your voice, you know, to the work. And so we just need to, um, you know, you know, see it again with the dancer, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That iteration. Too bad you can't add the dancer to this one. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I know. Yeah, but I guess theater is not, I mean, well, some theater is improvisational, but that's a particular kind of theater. <laughs> She, she, well, maybe when we get to the maybe when we get to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival or one of the bigger yes, festivals, then we can do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they have a new director. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Well, you have to let me know yeah. when that happens, Regina, so I can come on. <laughs> you know, make that trek up to uh, to Oregon to to see the work. Um, you know, in that iteration. Wow, that would be, maybe we could just like do a few busloads. You know, yeah, right. The day. That would be amazing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be really amazing. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a a great um, you know, sort of projection. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. it's in Oakland yes. <laughs> at the yes. Black Building, which is a really wonderful, wonderful location. Fifteen oh one Martin Luther King Jr. Way, um, and uh, wow, and. So several performances will be followed by conversations with local anti-trafficking advocates. And, wow, it's really something that California is the U.S. states, United States, most affected by human trafficking, and Oakland is a national hub for underage sex trade. It's like, yeah, oh, wow, Crazy. we don't want to be known Crazy. for that. No. Yeah. No, not, not a good at all. Yeah. No, uh-uh. and um so people, you know, this is a this is a call to action. Uh, you will not want to sit on your hands after you experience this work. And um, for tickets um, and also for more information, people can visit UbuntuTheaterProject.com uh, forward slash letters. And then, um, Regina, do you have um, the Regina's door? Why don't you give that information and your own website? Um, and Rashida, yeah, if you have one, you can give yours too. Uh, my website is reginasdoor.com. Um, they can follow me on Facebook and um, Instagram at reginasdoor. I update my Facebook page in, um, the most. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Um, Rashida? Uh, for me, uh, people can find me on Facebook and Instagram, um, Rashida Chase Music. So, okay. yeah, yes. really easy to find me. I'm very Googleable. And if you want to find any awesome. music, there's music on YouTube. You can YouTube my name and stuff comes up. Yay. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, super. Wow. Well, thank you both so much um, for joining uh, joining me today, you know, to talk about the work um, and, um, and, and your advocacy, um, you know, Regina and Rashida, and, you know, keeping these – these names, um, you know, of our ancestors and of our young people who need our protection, you know, keep their names lifted up so that people won't look away. Um, yes. You know, when they see when they see them, because it's really obvious, yes. you know, that this yes. is what's happening, and and hopefully, right. you know, um, they'll be able to get away because it's not easy um, when something becomes normalized as detrimental like this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Normalize. Right. That's it. That's the word. That's the word. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well actually I um I I found um this song River Rise, which I didn't know by India Ari. So we're gonna close our conversation, you know, with this piece. Okay. I hope I, I didn't listen to it. Yeah. So hopefully there are no commercials at the beginning of it. <laughs> 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 
song. Yeah, yeah. She is just she just channels so much of, you know, ancestral wisdom through her work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's such, so beautiful in her, her work. I mean, you know, um, Jill Scott, we've got some sisters that are just really, you know, singing our story. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and that's, you know. Mm-hmm. That song was good for the, it was beautiful. It was um, Sherry Miller, who's the, she works at um, Theater First. She she chose that song for that iteration, and it was perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I just saw Sherry because you know they um they just did um a, a stage reading of um Citizen and American Lyric, um, and uh, and she was there. And Sherry is what is she um, uh, she's the what is her title at um, theater first um she's the house manager I think she's right house manager yep I think so yep yeah right right yeah yeah ah okay. Well, cool. So here we are, and um, look forward to seeing you in the theater. Um, okay. To be sad, um, <laughs> and inspired, and and um, and you know, and, and giving a, you know, sort of a, what do you call it? A direction, like like a directive, like you got to do something. Like you don't even have yeah. to say it. Um, seeing those baby dolls, all. I don't know how many of them are there, um, Regina, because they keep on getting more and more and more. How many dolls are there? There's four now. There's four because I put two in the audience. Uh huh. I see two okay. in the audience. Okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just right up oh. front. Oh my goodness. Right up front. They have their goodness. own seat. Okay. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, because these <laughs> babies are being trafficked, but they're also watching they also have a visual to their own um degradation when they're seeing mm-hmm. other girls and so they're actually watching it so that's trauma too you mm-hmm. know and so yeah. i put them there for that purpose mm-hmm. so people can actually kind of make the connection not only is it happening to them they're actually watching it happen to other other young women so, and then, wow. yeah, girls and boys. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, y'all take good care and have a great rest of the okay. day. And thank you so much for this great conversation. I really appreciate it. And uh, Regina, look forward to getting, um, you know, um, the script. You know, when you get a moment, so I can read it. Okay, I sent, I sent it to you. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, super. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Well, thank you again. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you, You Wanda. take good care. Sure. Okay. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Regina. Oh, thank you. Bye. There was always a power I could feel. It was God. To tell me the way to go But nowadays I feel like I can't hear that voice I've been flying blind I need you to come 
Help me to 